Welcome to the PM&R Scholars Podcast. The following is a recording from our virtual residency fair. We were joined by the University of Toledo PM&R program to discuss the unique aspects of their residency. Hope you enjoy. No problem. Thanks, Nick. Hey, thank you, Charlotte. Uh, next, I've got Toledo. Guys, the Zoom is all yours. All right, let me uh, share my screen. Can you hear me here? Yep. Oh. It's saying that uh, someone else is, uh, there we go, okay. All right, so uh, we are the three chiefs uh, from the University of Toledo Medical Center. Um, this is our PM&R program. My name's Eric Lindsley. Uh, like I said, PGY4, one of our three chief residents. Our attendings couldn't really decide because we're all either that bad or that good. Uh, so they chose all of us. Um, and my co-chiefs, uh, I'll let them introduce themselves as well. Uh, I'll go next. Um, I'm Blake Cayley um, from the Cleveland Toledo area. And I'm Faz Asif um, from the Sylvania area, which is pretty much Toledo. Um, and, uh, you know, thank you again for joining us today. Our uh, goal is that after this, you have a pretty good sense of what our program is all about. Um, and again, if there's something that we address, uh, feel free to ask us questions at the end or even reach out to us. Um, I'm sure we'll provide our information, but to get started. Quick overview, our program first graduating class was in 1986, so we've been around for some time. Um, we are currently operating at three residents per class, so a total of nine residents. Um, we are an advanced program starting your PGY2 year, uh, and I'll highlight that our faculty is comprised of a pretty diverse group uh, with various specializations and interests, ranging from brain injury and spinal cord to interventional pain. Um, and I will also add that UNICEF Toledo has a pain fellowship uh, I mentioned that because our faculty is closely tied to that program as well. So if that's something that you're interested in down the road, it's something um, to keep in mind when you're looking for programs is do they have a pathway to that sort of fellowship. Um, and again, I think one of the important takeaways uh, also is the diversity of our faculty lending to a very well-rounded resident experience. So uh, just to highlight our leadership, we have Dr. Stephen Farrell, uh, our program director. Our two associate program directors are Charlene Suiko and Ashley Schneider. Um, our medical director is Talat Rizik, who is in charge of our acute inpatient unit. Um, Christian Wisher is in charge of our clinic. And our two neuropsychologists that we work very closely with, especially on the inpatient side, are Dr. Mary Haynes and Dr. Matthew Hall. Um, our per current program director is Wendy Gabel. Uh, so if there's any questions that come about uh, and you can't reach us directly, feel free to contact her and she can get you in touch with us. Um, just some nice photos. Uh, obviously you see us listed as the fourth years. Um, our third years are there as well. And uh, fresh meat over there on the side is our second years. And as you can see, big smiles on their face, um, hopefully not soon to be diminished. 
So I, I, we all start out also by highlighting our recent graduates. Um, what you'll see, I want to point out, is after 2019, you see that it drops to two residents. That is because our program expanded um, with our new inpatient facility that opened up recently. We were able to allot an extra seat um, in our team. So that just shows that our program has grown and we're able to do so because our patient population um, is large enough to support that. Um, but I'll also show that in generally over the years, it has averaged out that our uh, residents go on to either pursue a fellowship or a um, straight general payment or practice at a 50% um, average. So half usually pursue fellowship, half usually go straight into practice. Um, and the, they tend to get pretty good fellowships. You'll see this past year, um, Dr. Jason Way went on to do a pain fellowship in Orlando, Florida. The previous year, we had two of our residents graduate and go on to interventional pain fellowships, one in Pittsburgh and one in Texas. Um, so I think generally they do quite well, uh, whether it's going straight into practice or pursuing a fellowship to your liking. Um, so starting off with kind of the benefits, uh, these are kind of program specific. Uh, so I think one of the uh, major benefits of our program that I have noted over the past year has been how financially supportive they are. Uh, so what I mean by that is you'll see that in your PGY2 year, you're given a $500 right away to any book or educational expense. Um, and something new that I see is uh, an elective conference that you can pursue your PGY2 year. Generally, we've ha been able to go to conferences our third and fourth year, but I think it's great they're able to use that fund to go towards an elective conference uh, in your second year as well. Um, I think $500 is more than sufficient, um, and that's not really uh, including the board review book uh, that we get uh, off the bat. So you can kind of choose what you want to do with that. And for the rest of it, I will say that these numbers that you see in front of you are estimates. What I mean by that is you know they'll pay pretty much whatever the cost of attending the conference is. So for example, this past year, um, my co-residents and I had the chance to go AAP. The registration alone is upwards of six to eight hundred dollars. So if, if for where a thousand dollar allotment, you're clearly uh, using all that up right away. But the bill adds up because you have room, you have the uh, Uber, taxi, food we didn't pay a single cent out of pocket. The program covered that, and I can assure you that was well in excess of two, $2,500 for each of us. Um, so that's very generous, and I forgot to mention early on um, that that is a direct result of what we have at the program called the Coglin Trust. Uh, the Coglin Trust was established, I don't know what year, but because of that, it's like an absurd amount of money that is allocated to uh, the PMR department. Um, and we can use that for things such as educational expenses for these conferences. So you'll see our third year, we get to go to AEP. Um, we have to submit a project, but it doesn't necessarily have to be accepted. And then your fourth year, um, we go to AEP M&R. Um, but on top of that, there's board review course that's covered. There's the orthotics and prosthetics course that's covered. Um, and also a pediatric rehab course in Cincinnati is covered. I will state that this obviously only applies um, in times that a pandemic is not occurring. So take this with a grain of salt, um, should this continue, but I, I, I don't foresee this lasting for you know, several years to come, knock on wood. So I, I think it's very nice to have uh, this level of funding available for your uh, educational development. 
Uh, moving on to the more general benefits uh, to residents um, at University of Toledo. Um, I will add though that this shows starting at your postgrad year one. Obviously you'd be starting at postgrad year two and then four is not listed, but you kind of get the gist of it. So you'd be starting off at four weeks of vacation um, or 20 customary working days. Um, what I want to add to that is something to take note of when you're looking at different programs is how are you allowed to use those vacation days? Uh, what some programs do is they require use them at one week blocks just to keep scheduling easy and uh, making sure that coverage is not too much of a hassle. Um, I'll say that that's not how our program functions. You are allowed to use your vacation how you choose, um, whether it be a day on top of a weekend, so you have a three-day weekend, or a couple of he days here, a couple of days there. Um, granted, not abusing that policy, but um, our uh, administration has been very flexible in that. So I think that's that's quite nice because I don't want to take a full week off if all I need is like a random Thursday or a Wednesday. Um, and then on top of that, you have the 15 days of sick leave. Um, unfortunately, I can attest to this, that those 15 days, you're definitely able to use them. I use them um, all at once. And I mentioned that because during that time, I, I think our faculty showed more than ever just how flexible and accommodating they were when it came to adjusting the rotation schedule around um, and uh, just being there when I guess times were a little bit more rough for me. So I mentioned that because some programs state that they have sick leave, but then you'll hear, you know, through the grapevine, well, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean you can take sick days. We, you know, no, you can take your sick days. Um, there's, there's no shying away from that. Obviously, uh, there's FMLA available. And then since it is a, a state-funded institution, we do get the um, 10 paid holidays as well. So touching on the call schedule, it is home call. Um, you don't need to stay overnight for anything during these three years that you're here. Um, and the attending support is some of the most solid I've seen. Uh, they are always there, a phone call away or a page away. Um, th they want to be called. If you have an issue in the middle of the night, um, whether it's small or big, reach out to them and they're always available. Weekend call, about every ninth weekend is where it averages out. If that sounds like it's kind of sparse to you, it's because it is. That is six weekends that you are covering each year. That's not a lot, uh, it's very doable. Um, and then weekday call, it kind of slowly decreases from your second year to your fourth year, where by your fourth year, you do not have weekday call. So Eric, Blake and I, we're sitting pretty this year where we don't have weekday call. Um, but that's not to say that during your second year, it was uh, that bad. It's not, it's maybe a day every week. Um, and obviously PM&R overnight call, it's not bad to begin with. So I, I think in the general sense, our benefits package is great. Our week, our call schedules are awesome. So. All right, um, I'm gonna kind of step in here. Um, so I'll start talking about didactics and education. Um, one thing I was thinking as Faz was going through, we talked about how they cover board review course and everything. Um, even in this year um, with, you know, not being able to go to Seattle where they've done before, they still got a week off for the kind of virtual board review. So um, didactics, education, all that's obviously very important to our faculty. Um, kind of going forth, um, we have protected time and they're very serious about that. Um, you know, it's, we're, we're working in this um, standalone inpatient hospital. So, you know, sometimes our series are right there and, you know, they can 
walk down to us and ask a question, but our faculty really resist that and we'll, you know, make sure that we're kind of on our own for that. Um, and they'll take any calls during that time. So we basically have didactics every day of the week. We have something educational. So Mondays are the more sparse ones. It's only once monthly, but it's things with therapy or like allergen will come in for some Botox training. Um, we, we have various things like that. It's kind of different every time we have it. Um, some guest lecturers, stuff like that. Um, Tuesday mornings um, from 7.30 to 9, it's a, le a resident led. It's um, just the nine of us going through uh, Cucurillo. Um, so we go through the whole book, a uh, total of um, two times over the three years, but basically each one week a resident will have, you know, a certain section that they go over with however they want to go and just kind of teach. Um, next on Wednesdays are kind of our more formal ones from four to six. Um, this is when we have our grand rounds and journal club and um, other uh, lectures by guests or by the um, attendings. Um, and then we skip to Friday because that's when we have review questions. So um, uh, like Dr. Farrell this year is leading us through and trying to help prepare us for boards and everything. So he goes through questions and kind of drills that into you. Um, very relaxed atmosphere in general, of course, um, which will, I think we've already portrayed, but. Um, and then Thursday, the reason I skipped it is because um, we believe we have a very strong MSK series. Um, we do a lot of ultrasound um, and injections and pretty diverse stuff that we do. Um, so we kind of go on six month cycle. Um, so basically you'll get through each joint twice a year um, in three to four blocks. Um, first week we'll do gross anatomy. Um, that's a resident run, um, uh, you know, presentation. The next week we'll do pathology and physical exam that the attendings teach. And then, um, if you see kind of that middle row, um, we're doing some ultrasound. Um, we have to volunteer a joint, um, and then just kind of find the anatomy, find injection sites. Um, but we get to do it, you know, on a live person in a you know kind of safe way and then um the last uh, week we'll do some actual injections and procedures um in the cadaver lab um and you can see our um sim center there um which is a really nice fairly new um place that we try and take advantage of um and we'll also do like fluoroscopic so we'll do some spine injection too in this um that's it for that one. So going over kind of our breakdown of schedules. So um, we get 12 months total of inpatient rehab. Um, I think later I'll talk about the where we go, but we have a standalone facility. Um, most of it is in that first nine months or that first year we do nine months. And then you'll see it kind of teeters out and then we get more clinic fo focused um, towards the end. Um, and with our clinics, um, we don't have like EMG specific months, um, but we have it built into our clinics. We have four of our attendings that do um, EMGs, you know, enough. Uh, last week, I just got my 200th. So we have no problems um, reaching our numbers. Um, and, you know, if you don't like EMGs, you can reach your numbers, but you don't have to be tortured by them, in my opinion. <laughs> um, that's pretty much it. Oh, um, and we get electives both PGY3 and PGY4 years. Um, and I know Eric and um, Faz were kind of examples of, you know, they're interested in a certain fellowship. 
So we use that elective, uh, elective time to pursue that um, and maybe get, um, get in there a little bit earlier to get to know, because we have a sports fellowship here and pain, man and pain fellowship. Um, so you get kind of early contact with that. So our training sites, um, I kind of mentioned earlier, inpatient is at the rehab hospital. Hey guys, this is your five minute warning. Okay. Um, it's at the rehab hospital. It's a standalone hospital, but it's on UTMC campus. Um, our consults are both for at the UTMC hospital as well as the uh, ProMedica Toledo hospital, which is very close, only 10 minutes. And then um, a majority of um, our clinics, like 90% are at the UTMC campus as well. So it's all in kind of one little area. We also have the VA, which is basically a walk away. And then uh, another campus we do maybe half a day a week. Um, again, very close, everything's close together. So the rehab hospital that we work at, standalone facility um, owned by Ernest. Um, so it's, uh, we have stroke rehab certified, brain injury certified. Um, it's a great atmosphere. You really get to know the nurses and the, the therapists and everyone very well. Um, we really have a lot of fun uh to say the least um had a little prank war going with the uh, therapists our pgy2 year and um just you know it's good work and good times to do all right i'll kind of finish up with uh why toledo ohio uh, all three of us are a little biased we did our our, our medical school here and faz and i are from the same here, uh, suburb but a little bit about Toledo, it's situated on the banks of the Maumee River, uh, which is the biggest river going into a, a great lake and on the shore of Lake Erie. It's on the good side of the lake, so we, um, we get good weather uh, for the most part for the Midwest. It's, it's mild in the winters, we don't get a lot of snowfall. Um, and Toledo, it, it's a big enough city uh, where we get a lot going on. We have minor league sports, concerts, symphony, um, uh, you name it. It's, uh, you can do it here. And it, it has also suburbs if you want kind of that the slower role. Um, I live downtown, Faz lives in uh, one of the suburbs and Blake lives in another, just really nice area to live. So finishing out the top three things that we all kind of love about Toledo. First thing is the zoo. Um, our residency pays for us to, or they have events there for us. We went to the lights before Christmas this year, had nice dinner. Um, they have a really amazing aquarium that they just built, African safari, nice concerts, so really fun place to go uh, with your family, friends. Next thing is a, the Toledo Museum of Art, which always shocks me how um, diverse and, and just amazing the collections are there. They get amazing exhibits, um, and uh, my wife and I are members now, and it's, it's just a wonderful place to go, eat lunch, uh, spend the day. The final thing is our metro parks. It's a really diverse area. There's prairies, amazing rivers, river walks, fishing. Uh, so it's just an awesome place. If you like outdoors, kayaking, fishing, anything that you'd want. Um, you have awesome this. guys, you got two more minutes. All right, thank you. Uh, the, the downtown parks, the parks in the middle of nowhere and just uh, awesome experience for pretty much any activity outdoors that you'd ever want. So uh, those are kind of the three things that we really love about Toledo and it makes it a great place to live, work. And um, since our program has pretty nice hours, pretty nice call schedule, we take advantage of all these things uh, weekly. So um, I, I thank uh, Dr. Kaylee and Dr. Thalsi for being here with me today. Uh, uh, just 
our program, again, is, is really laid back. The faculty is amazing. We love working here. We obviously saw it as med students and loved it, uh, decided to stay. Um, I run the social media accounts. If you guys have any questions outside of this, I know we're running low on time. Reach out to them. I'm, I'm running them uh, pretty much every day, so I'll, I'll get back to you as soon as possible. And uh, also, any of our attendings would be willing to answer questions, and even uh, our, our coordinator is always very uh, open to questions. So. I don't know if I see any questions, but uh, if you have any right now and we have some time, uh, feel free to, to ask. Awesome, guys. We have about a minute left. So go ahead and ask questions in the chat or go ahead and unmute yourselves and uh, ask some questions if you have them. While waiting for questions, I just want to highlight that uh, I'll be doing a sports medicine fellowship next year. We have it uh, at the University of Toledo through family medicine, but a bunch of our graduates have done it. Uh, Dr. Thosif is thinking about uh, uh, applying for brain uh, traumatic brain injury fellowship, and Dr. Kaylee, he loves inpatient, I think, and EMGs, so he wants to do that next year. So. Awesome guys, hey, thank you so much. Great presentation. We really appreciate your time uh, putting the presentation together and for joining us tonight. Um, if you guys thank you again to the University of Toledo PMNR program for joining us. For more information on our virtual residency fair as well as PMNR scholars, head to pmrscholars.org.